Bless us, O Lord, and these thy gifts, which we are about to receive from thy bounty. No, we're not eating. What are we not? What am I saying? The dinner prayer? Through Christ our Lord, amen. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Notre Dame, burn it down. Because it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame is the school in South Bend, Indiana. I got it. But smoke is billowing. As we record this podcast today, smoke is billowing from the church. I don't think that's the way they're going to pope. Downtown Paris. All Parisians, please evacuate the city. All Parisians, evacuate the city. Or at least a couple of blocks away from around the church. I mean, even Donald Trump, our president, has tweeted about this this afternoon. So horrible to watch the massive fire at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Perhaps flying water tankers could be used to put it out. Must act quickly. <laughs> hey, maybe instead of worrying about canceling your speech, Macron, how about you? How about you dump some water on that fire, pal? <laughs> I mean, the the tower, the spire, the spire just fell down. I mean, it's, it's bad. Goodbye to that church. Have a nice. Do we day. get the guy from up there? <laughs> Yeah, the hunchback. Yeah, did we, we get him out? out? I don't think is that the, is that where he's at? Quasimodo is that the one where he's at in yep. Paris? I hope so. But they've already said no reported deaths, so hope we did. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's bad. Macron, okay, I'll give a speech now. The church is on fire. Okay, how about dump some buckets of water on it? <laughs> Well, as long as we're talking about dumping water on things, let's uh, talk about uh, Dubai International Airport. I want to interrupt here. Uh, do you think you're George Norrie or something? You just let the whole bed play. <laughs> yes. So yeah, George just lets it go. I could go. George is syndicated around the around the country, around the world. Premier Only have 44 networks. seconds. Um... Oh, George's got more than that. George Norrie leaves like uh, it leaves an hour before his show actually ends and just lets the music go. The ending, the ending theme song with the wood flutes, that goes forever, man. Do I need to get more audio? Yes, I want wood flutes. I want wood flutes that, just so that if I feel like stretching it, I just let it go. Let the wood flutes go because it's the guy of time. See, the thing, the difference is, my friend, is George is working on a radio clock. I'm working on a, this is a podcast clock. I can go short, go long, whatever. So it's not, a, it's not a, you're not locked in to that radio clock. Duh. So George locks into the radio clock, comes back from the last break, starts the out music. And we're back. Welcome to the final half hour. We're talking to uh, someone about Space Wars. And uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, I want you to come and see me. I'm on tour. I'm going to be in Florida sometime in the summer. Come and see me. Buy tickets. Get your tickets soon. And let the music play. And we're going to let it go. Because Oh, look, I'm up against the clock. We've got to go. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Oh, this is Art Bell, though. This isn't George. George. George would roll over. He would be pissed if you started playing this for George Norrie. Yeah, he'd be really, he'd be really mad because that's Art's music, man. Ooh. I mean, it killed him to say nice things about Art after he died. Let alone now, it'd be bad. Don't get me on George. Don't. Why'd you do? Why'd you get me started on George? Because like, because you've been talking about him the entire time we've been off air. Well, you started with the coast to coast stuff and. Then I noticed the voice guy changed. I noticed that the he doesn't have the he doesn't have the same voice guy that Coast to Coast had forever. The guy that Coast to Coast AM. They got some other guy, which is fine. He's a, he's an okay voice, not even as good as me really, but he's okay. And uh, but the the guy that did it forever now I think does the Red Eye Radio Show, right? Overnight's Red Eye, which is two different companies. So apparently, see for me, I don't care about that. The voice guy should be able to do what he wants. If he wants to do coast to coast and red eye, go. Who cares? It's his voice. He should be. If I'm driving across the country overnight and I go, hey, I don't think I'll lose coast to coast. Now nah, listen to red eye for a little bit. Are they using the same voice guy? How dare they? Nobody thinks that. 
Nobody. Except for maybe one person at Premier and one person at Cumulus. I wouldn't be, how dare they, though? I would think, are they using the same voice guy? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> and there used to be a guy, as long as we're on voice guys, which had me talking earlier, there used to be a, a voice guy that used to carry his, uh, his man unit around in a wheelbarrow that did the NASCAR Today updates. Because he meant NASCAR Today. Man, we got to find some of his voice work. Because he was great. Man, his voice was really low. By the way, speaking of the new Pope, People are not liking that joke on Twitter. What do you mean? The smoke joke? Oh, stop it. I mean, everybody knows, A, uh, the smoke that they blow for the Pope happens in Italy, not Paris. Duh. They have a whole different country. Yeah. And Catholics are smart enough to know that, right? People are saying this in poor taste. Oh, is it? Is it? Why? We can't joke about it. Nobody's hurt. It's just the church that's burning. I know it's a famous, you know, the famous great Notre Dame in Paris. I got it. And nobody wants churches burned. Mostly. Maybe some people on the planet that want some churches burned, but I'm not one of them. What if this comes back as a terrorist attack? Don't start. It's not. They're remodeling it. Something happened. It caught on fire. I don't think that's don't how you remodel stop. either. It is how you clean it out, though. Yeah, you clean it out like this. Yeah, we're going to start from scratch. All we need to do is just start from scratch because that's what I wanted to do the last time I moved. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Well, what happened to your stuff? I wanted to throw everything in the middle of the cul-de-sac and light it on fire, man. Just let it go. And I still do. I opened up, I opened up both garage doors this weekend, and I thought, a match, and I'm good. A match, and I'm good. But I didn't. So anyway, uh, firefighters uh, on the ground at uh, Dubai International Airport. Uh, a big Saudi jet landed on the country's national day. Yay! And uh, they wanted to give it a big salute with the fire hoses as the plane taxied under the runway. And they shared up the fire hoses, and they started watering over the aircraft, and then they had the big spray hoses, so it arced over the aircraft. And then they were going to, as it got closer, they were going to drop the hoses down so it washed onto the airplane. Only one of the hoses couldn't stop the, ma- the monster spray. It wouldn't shift. It just continued to have the monster hard spray. As it, and instead of the, the guy handling the hose saying, I can't change the pressure on this. I'm just going to keep shooting it over the plane. Now, nah, you know what? No. I'm supposed to drop it. I'm supposed to drop it, so I'm going to fire it, shoot it on the plane. What could go wrong? Oh, I don't know. The door breaks. The the uh, the aircraft is injured. People are freaking out. The uh, doors. Oh, after the doors break, then the uh, the emergency exit sliders come out. Ouch. It was amazing. <laughs> no kidding. Ouch is right, man. Ouch is right. Now. We're looking into the technical problem with the hose. It should be it should be an issue. The safety slide triggered a master alarm, alerting the flight crew to halting the plane. As a result, one passenger sitting next to the hatch of the window seat was injured, but not severely. If I'm sitting next to that thing, ouch! More than one. Ouch! Yeah. Ouch! Are you okay? Ouch! 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 <laughs> this is the new Jeff Fisher Dubai Airport. Ouch! You ain't lying. By the way, this is evidence of my theory. Third world countries should not get planes. Oh, but they're not. I mean, uh, I'm are sorry. They still considered third world. Yes. If you're United shooting, if you're shooting a fire hose, fireman hose at a freaking plane where the slides come out. Yeah. You're a third world country. <laughs> and by the way, I thought that was a desert. Don't they have like no water? So where did that water come from? Well, they have the fire trucks, man. It's not like it's not like they have <laughs> fire hydrants along the runway. That's what I'm saying. So where did the water in come the fire from? Fire trucks. And where did the water get in the fire trucks? Where did that come from? I thought it had no water. Uh, from the faucet. You and where did that water come back from? Back the truck up to the faucet, and there you go. Mm. Duh. Hmm. Plus, this weekend, another big day in air in airline uh, history, uh, the Strato launch. 
the largest airplane by wingspan ever to fly flew this weekend. Did you know that? No, took I took off in the California desert, stayed in the air for 2.5 hours, reached 189 miles an hour. But uh, it's this thing is huge. Did it? Was it going somewhere or was it just no, flying was just for two hours? Uh, just, just showing, showing off, off, just trying to see if it could okay. fly. Yeah. Where did he fly? What was yeah. the route? Over the desert and then back for down. two hours. Yeah, well, that's the brainchild of Paul Allen, the co-founder of Microsoft, and he wanted to uh, build these planes so that they could uh, launch rockets from the planes. That was their original plan: is to build these big planes so that they would go up and then the rockets would launch from there. Yeah, like the A10s. Yeah. So it's got a 385 foot wing- wingspan, longer than a football field. Comes t- with 28 wheels. 28 wheels? Six 747 engines, two fuselages, and it weighs 1.3 million pounds. It's a big old boy. That's that a big monstrous. baby right there. Yeah, it's monstrous. Oh, monstrous. Oh. And then American Airlines, uh, just on a side note of airplanes, just you know, as long as we're talking airplanes, they've extended its 737 MAX cancellations through mid-August. Don't worry about it. Nothing could happen. What could possibly go wrong? Another plane crash? No. No. No, it could not. They grounded him uh, across the world. Uh, they're still probing the crash. Hello. They, they, <laughs> what do you mean? They're doing that too. <laughs> Plenty of crime done wrong this weekend. Uh, amazing. Uh, an Oklahoma woman uh, said she was trying to escape zombies as she attempted to steal a commercial truck on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Definitely walking. So dead. it begins. Now, so the police said the driver of the truck carrying uh, water bottles uh, called police when the woman hopped into his truck while it was unattended and locked the doors. Uh, the keys were in the truck parked at a Walmart. Of course, she just happened to, happened to be shopping at a Walmart. This happened. She said she got there, and uh, she refused to unlock the door to get out. Get out. Everything's <laughs> fine. There's no zombies. Get out of the truck. No, the zombies are coming. We've got to be. I've got to be safe. So the uh, police officer uh, broke the window out and drug her out of the truck. Just drag her out. You, you what? I know. I know. Now, apparently, she's known. Uh, police said that they've had multiple run-ins with uh miss billings in the past so she's a tongue crazy yeah in Can february a police said she committed a similar crime uh at another walmart uh, she, she likes in, the walmart yeah she does she hopped into the guy's car and uh, drove off and she was somebody stopped her before she could get out of the parking lot more zombies <laughs> she's also uh, been arrested on suspicion of arson in 2014 when she reportedly admitted to police yeah i tried to light my boyfriend on fire Who's in the house? Check her passport. Has she been to Paris? Don't make... That's not funny. What did she mean? No, she, look, the fire's almost out now. If oh, you're, so if she you're following fit. along live, the fire's almost out. Don't. 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 Now, this lady was in Oklahoma thinking that zombies are coming, but of course, so we have a Florida stories where a man uh, is behind bars now. Thank God. I feel safer. All right? Do you? And, and you're going to feel safer, too, when you know why he's behind bars. All right? He... Uh, He's behind bars for threatening to destroy everyone. Thomas Devaney, um, Thomas Devaney Lane, 61, of Brevard County, faces multiple charges of breaching the peace, wow. misusing 911, and Uh-oh. resisting an officer without violence. Without, oh, hell no. Resisted an officer without violence? Is that when you say, no, no, I don't, don't arrest, arrest me? me? Oh, come on Come now. on, that's stupid. Brevard. That's stupid. Brevard County. What are you doing? Now, the police received seven calls about a man disturbing the peace at a Starbucks, a Safanista Cafe, Sassy Granny's Smoothies. I mean, the guy's just walking down the street giving Another people Another crazy heart, guy. Can just, we just hollering at be? people. And plus, that ticks me off that he's resisting an officer without violence. Stop it. But this is where, this is where you find out how safe you are now, though, okay? Because he was taken to the police department, and uh, he was forcibly uh, removed and arrested uh, from his car. Uh, but he threatened to destroy everyone with his army of turtles. Guilty, 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 guilty! I'm sorry, I didn't hear that right. No, no, no. He threatened to destroy everyone 
with his army of turtles. Right. So now that he's in jail, we're safe. We are safe. There's no army of turtles. What kind of turtles are we talking it about? Doesn't what, it turtles, doesn't say. Sea turtles, snapping turtles, it, it tortoises. It doesn't say. You can keep naming them. It doesn't say. But I need to know because if I like, can I raise an army of turtles? Is that illegal? Where where do I cross the line of being illegal? When I threaten someone with it, or yes. by raising? Yes, you can have the army of turtles. Okay, you just can't threaten people with it. Huh? And you don't when when police say we're going to arrest you, you can't say no. <laughs> can't say <laughs> no? no. That's resisting without violence. Huh? Okay. That's just agonizing. Uh, another uh, another story out of Florida: uh, a large flightless bird. Native to Australia. This is the things are going to hell in a handbasket in Florida. What is coming? Army of turtles. Army of turtles. And now we've got this flightless bird. How did he make giant it here? Bird. If you can't fly. That's the pro- How did he make it here from Australia? He walked. Ooh, he, yeah, he hitchhiked. Oh, hitchhiked. Hitchhiked. Yeah. Okay. He hitchhiked on the cruise ships across the across. We the got ocean. a couple of cruise ship stories. Today. We do. Now, apparently, this man was in the vicinity of the bird. Really? He was in the vicinity of the bird when he fell. All right, well, first of all, if you're in the vicinity of this big-ass bird. You can't fall. Don't fall. You cannot fall. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? It's like So he falls, Jurassic and the Park. bird's like, uh, attack? Okay, I'm supposed to. Did he fall peacefully? I don't know. Because? It's a tragic accident, though. Is uh, it? So the, the cassowary is the name of the bird. The cassowary, according to the San Diego Zoo's website, the world's most dangerous bird. Why did this guy have one of those? He's got a four-inch dagger-like claw on each foot. A dinosaur. It can slice open any predator with potential threat with a single swift kick. It can run up to 31 miles an hour. can run through dense forest and underbrush. Why are we not shooting these things right now? Is it a protected animal? Florida should have these bad boys. They should have a hunt license on these. Is it a protected animal? Cassowaries are eaten in parts of New Guinea and soon in Florida. In Broward County, right? Sought after by collectors of exotic birds. Yeah, so this guy's thinking he's got, this is my exotic bird. I'm going to make a fortune, fall down dead. No retro? So to obtain a mandatory permit. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Commerce Commission requires cassowary owners to have a substantial experience and meet specific cage requirements. <laughs> yeah, like a cage that won't open. Uh, he said the commission lists the cassowary as a type of wildlife that can pose a danger to people. You think? Oh, these, we got to get rid of these. We have to start a. We have to start a thing against. You know, PETA wants these things PSA. to survive. You know they do. We need to start a PSA to these <laughs> cassowaries need to be killed they need to be killed i mean they are a danger to humans they've they've already killed one human taste of blood now right this this bird why is this bird still alive any animal that kills a human goes down automatically dead dead we'll check it out it could be rabbit it could be a rabid cassowary <laughs> could the flightless bird get rabies salmonella all right is that a cassowary? By the time that gunshot went off, the cassowary had already clawed you to death. That's how long it took to fire that shot. I mean, you got to be ready, man. You got to be. Is that a cassowary? Yeah, you got to put that thing down. <laughs> you cannot wait around. Otherwise, you get that claw on your back. You're gone. That's not even funny. I mean, I'm sorry that the guy, they rushed the guy to the hospital and uh, then he didn't survive. I mean, those things are dangerous. They should not. They should not be allowed in the United States of America. We've got to. We got. We got to stop this. The horrors of cassowary. <laughs> yes, the horrors of cassowary. They're going to want it left in the country, though. Sad. Sad. We got a guy in California killing 150 protected birds. Then let get him in Florida. Why isn't he killing cassowaries? We need to get him to Florida. A Northern California man has been sentenced to 90 days in jail. Only 90 days? He plead, he, he, after pleading guilty to killing more than 150 protected birds and other wildlife, 90 days in jail. That's like the bears. Yeah, they didn't even go to jail. Nothing. 90 days in jail, killing 150 That's birds. That's nothing. He'll do it again.
So 68, well, he's 68 years old. Richard Parker. Also, oh, no, don't give me that. He's too 60, old to be in jail. Yeah, he's too old. He, he also agreed to pay $75,000 in fines. Holy cow. The officers investigating Parker received a tip by someone who saw a man kill a hawk. Snitch. Right. This is when this is when the old man needs to have his pet cassowary. Yeah, before no though, I mean just did you, are you the one that told the police on me? Sick him. Send the cassowary after him. That's what you need is the pet cassowaries, man. Those are like the those are like the Junkyard dogs? Yes. I mean, we should have Forget cockfighting, man. We need to cassowary fighting, man. We need to get these bad boys. Bet on these bad boys. Just joking. Just joking. It's well, they're illegal. what? Six feet, one hundred thirty pounds. Yes. Yeah. So we'll. Be, I'll bet on him. I mean, yeah. Those are huge animals. Dangerous. So when they searched uh, Parker's property, the man in California, they found one hundred and fifty-nine dead animals. Most of them red-tailed hawks, but also two bobcats and a mountain lion. Okay. Next. And have we not had stories about mountain lions attacking little people? Yes. Those are like probably kids. not the, but those are probably not the ones that he got around. The bobcat's fine. Mountain lion's fine. It's the uh I don't know, the hundred and fifty red tailed hawks that's a problem. Oh, okay, okay. Probably can't shoot those. Those are protected animals. Should have had cassowaries. I mean easy. Just Imagine that fight. The hawks versus the cassowaries. Ooh. Well, the cassowaries might not put up a big fight, but the cassowary would put up a good fight. I knew I said it wrong. <laughs> Let's go to the break room. I need a drink anyway. All right, so I go to the break room, and uh, I told you before, I go out to the break room, and all I see is people wandering around this building lost didn't know what to do i look up and hey there's chad robeshaw just wandering around, around wandering around a building his hands are in his pocket he's like hey can, you know what's going on i just was looking for some place to sit down so i brought him into the break room sat down <laughs> chad how are you good to see you again i'm good i'm good thanks good, for getting good. me in uh, absolutely hey, no problem i got a chair for you in the break room no problem it's easy <laughs> to do so you're making the rounds and you're, you're wandering around what's happening in your life what's going on what's the oh, what's man. the biggest news in chad robeshaw life uh so much i mean Biggest news is uh, the work at Mighty Oaks. You know, we get and continue to serve our warriors. Just got back from Germany, uh, speaking in Marine Forces Europe and Africa uh, on resiliency and spiritual resiliency, just helping equip our warriors to, you know, for the, the job they're going to do in defense of our nation. I heard uh, you uh, talk to uh, Pat Gray this morning. Yeah. And you mentioned that your son is now in Afghanistan. Yes. And that has got to be a, 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 a turnaround for you on yeah, the way yeah. to look at things. I mean, I think about like, in 2003 was my first deployment, and I remember landing in Bagram Air Base on a C-130, and two days ago, he landed at Bagram Air Base on a C-130, and I'm thinking, like, how could this happen? You know, eight eight deployments for me, and I, I would have never thought the ninth deployment for my family would be my son. Right. You know, all these years, 20 years at, 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 at Nation at War, I would have never thought my son would be deploying there. And, it's, and I'll tell you, from my experience and in the experience what I do at Mighty Oak, serving warriors who are struggling and been wounded and lost friends and all these things it's, it's very, been very hard for me. Um, I have a, a lot of confidence in him, though, and, uh, and not, not only his, uh, you know, just his, he's just such a strong and he has such a good relationship with God, and uh, I just feel like he's, you know, even if he does to see or witness anything tough, he's going to be able to bounce back. You know, he's just a strong kid. Well, and look, that, and that's what you do at Mighty Oaks anyway, yeah. right? I mean, that's what you, you got involved in this because you had that same reaction, yeah, right? You came a, yeah. back and you... You uh, had these problems dealing with uh, dealing with all the things that you did and saw and were involved in, and you thought that uh, you know you are Mr. Tough Guy, yeah. right, Mr. <laughs> military Guy. You've been through it all. I, this is this is that shows a sign of weakness. I'm not a weak guy. Right. So then you decided that you're going to go kick the crap out of people in the octagon, right? And <laughs> yep. you did that, but you still had these problems. Still had those problems, and I fell on my face. You know, I, I struggled, almost got a divorce. Uh, you know, it almost took my life. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it was rock bottom point in my life um, when I faced, you know, not living anymore, not wanting to live anymore. And, and, uh, and then come on the other side of that, you know, it's been a, my, my whole life mission has been to help other people who have faced those same things and had those same struggles. And also equip the younger, the next generation to be able to have these experiences and serve our military and go to combat and, and be able to do so in, in a more prepared way than I did. 
And uh, so, yeah, my son is a recipient of that, yeah. and uh, I feel pretty confident in him, in him person, in, individually. Is it time to end it there and pull our troops out of there and be done with it? I, I personally think it yeah. is, but yeah, and and I do too. It, it's, I mean, come on, it, it's been a long time now. It's time we we trained up the A and A. Uh, we've equipped them. The ANA is the Afghan National Army. We've equipped them. It definitely is time to do a handoff. I do believe we need a permanent, uh, a long-term presence there. But you know, having fourteen thousand troops uh, there is 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 uh, it's time to take bring our troops home. However, what's will, our what's our what's our permanent presence? Uh, if you, just uh, by uh, saying uh, that, you know, our, someone would say, well, it is our permanent presence with yeah, fourteen thousand. I would say in a, an advisory capacity, uh, an advisory capacity. I mean, we, we, we support, financially support a lot of foreign nations that can't, sure do. That can't provide the equipment. I mean, the Georgians, my son's attached to the Georgians right now. Uh, I mean, the Georgians doesn't have the, the financial capability to have the right vehicles and equipment. And so there's a lot of countries to support. We could continue right. to support them in that way and give them advice and counsel and, and, and handle the deployments that way. Um, however, where I'm stuck and I think where the president has been stuck and, you know, the Joint Chiefs have been stuck is how do you do that in a way that we don't uh, leave thousands of Afghans to fall prey to a resurgence of the Taliban. And so I think the transition has been a problem. And I uh, almost care about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's easy. It's really easy not to, and, and I'm in a unique position because I lived with these people and I saw the tyranny they were under and the oppression they were under. I know. And so I'm torn. I'm, I'm really I, torn. I, I, I want, understand. I don't want my son in Afghanistan right now. Like for what, when we leave, eventually it's going to, you know, I'm like, it's going to crumble back. That's kind of one side of me. The other side is you see the no, oppression. These are people, right. these people are under what the Taliban yeah. has done to them. And like, we, we, and they've been wanna, under, but they've been uh, under this oppression for yeah. you know a thousand years <laughs> or more. It is. So I'm 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 a little torn. However, I do believe um, the United States military has done an incredible job of training up the ANA, the Afghan National Army, and they and right now they're they're doing a great job. And so I believe this. It's at a time we have to we have to start scaling back. And I and I, I hope we will. Um, and I hope you know. I wish I wish it could be like a, a bipartisan thing where everyone can come together, which. You know, in a kumbaya world, right? Everyone come together and, and find the right right plan. And that know, would be I'm, not, nice. I'm not so optimistic that'll happen. No, that would. But that, uh, that would not be. But uh, I do believe it's time. I hope so. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope that. Uh, I hope that something can be done. That's for yeah. sure. Having a son there really uh, changed my changed my outlook. Enlightens the, the look a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it really, really has changed that. Now, me. and 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 really, I mean, he's more equipped than you. Uh, yeah, to, maybe, I mean, uh, I mean, I was a lot older when I went. So from my perspective of being trained to do my job, you know, I had more experience and I had more life experience, and I was more. But from a perspective of being resilient, and I teach in the military resiliency of yeah. being mentally tough, physically tough, and spiritually tough, and being spiritually strong, and having the right social network. Like, and I believe he's more equipped in that sense. He's more rounded. He's more of a. Um, he maybe not an older person, but he's more mature yeah. in that sense and more equipped to. I mean, he he understands, you know, from a spiritual perspective who he is, who he's created to be, and, and you know, God's plan for his life. And, and I think that's a very important part of spiritual and, and, and overall resiliency and combat readiness. So with the Mighty Oaks uh, Warrior Foundation, how many people are struggling with, uh, with PTSD, with uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. after they've come? We've had, we have so many soldiers come back uh, and struggle, and yet so many feel as you did, that it's yeah. a weakness so they don't get help. Right. How do you reach out to them and say, it's okay? Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously been a big problem. We have 23 million veterans in, in the country uh, for the last, after 20 years of war. Uh, many of them have, have served in, in combat. Are we, doing enough when they, are, they, are we doing enough when they get out, uh, right from the beginning? When they, you know, when they, when they first get out, are we? Is, they, no, then no. We, isn't that when we should say, hey, yeah. uh, you're not weak. Let's. Right. Let's talk about this a yeah, little bit. Yeah, the transition process isn't good. Even despite, and, and look, we got some great military leaders. Uh, you know, I'm very close to uh, the current leadership in the Marine Corps, Commandant, uh, the Commandant General Neller and Sergeant Major Green. These are incredible men that 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 really um, have done a lot for our warriors. Uh, this, the process as the military as, as a whole, though, is still missing. There's so many gaps in the transition. When guys transition out, they're not equipped or ready, to, especially those who are struggling. Uh, and, and and we have a VA system that's not equipped to handle. Um, I mean, you can blame the VA, and I, and I do a lot of times. And uh, but there's some. I've good, seen the VA do some wonderful. They got work, some though. good people that work in the VA. I, have, I care. I yeah. have seen some. I've seen yeah. problems, but I've also seen uh, some wonderful yeah. work from the I mean, VA. Think, it's a huge organization with a lot of people they're trying to treat, and they're not equipped, nor they've been staffed and staffed and, and trained to deal with you know twenty years of war. And so, right. I mean, there's a lot of problems. I mean, that last week we had. 
three in a five day period we had three veterans kill themselves in VA facilities 20 last year in VA facilities because they're so frustrated the wow. system's not working and failed I mean That's right here in Austin I don't know if you know that the guy walked out of a psychologist's office right in a waiting room in front of several uh, a couple hundred people and he shot himself right in a VA clinic I mean I mean so, uh, so I mean they, they have some problems over there and uh, and one of the problems they have uh, hasn't really been funding because I think the president just did this executive order and there's a lot more money going but they're, they're, the programming is still all clinical and, and clinical is uh, is important but it's not the only solution and I think uh, you know we need to go back to having holistic programs in 2008 uh, the Obama administration defunded the Office of Faith-Based Programs and Alternative Community Programs which were highly successful and, uh, and shifted everything to clinical so still right now if someone goes into VA the only option they have for VA care is clinical treatment and um uh, you know, again, it's sometimes it's necessary, but it, it's not the only path. It's right. not the, the sole path to healing. Uh, for me at Mighty Oaks, I mean, we believe in uh, bringing the spirituality in and to uh, helping people understand who they are, who they're created to be, and making decisions in response to their trauma to align their lives with a, a purposeful life and a, and a future. And, and, and not everyone has uh, has a wife like you had. I, I heard you tell a story yeah. once about uh, what your wife told you when you were uh, ready to give up on the marriage right. and uh, the life that you had put together. Uh, yeah. After you've put together, a, you know, a great a great life, but it wasn't yeah. enough for you at that time. No. And uh, remind yeah. everyone what she. Yeah. What, well, I mean, I had reached that rock bottom point in my life. I mean, we had just separated, and so we were facing divorce. We had sold our home, uh, signed two twelve month leases and apartments, filed for divorce, and my wife uh, uh, really had a different reaction to me. She went into a church. She started praying for me, uh, and really, uh, just really bringing herself out of the, the trauma that I put her through. And I was like in this apartment by myself. I had a big fight on strike force uh, at the Toyota center and on showtime. And so like uh, for me, like when that fight was over, even though it's like a really exciting moment in my fresh professional fighting career, when that fight was over, I went in this real d- depression, a depressed state. And I, I, I uh, reached this point to where I realized like, Hey, my family might be sad without me, but they, they're going to be better off. And uh, you know, unfortunately that's the same thought that, finds a home in the yeah. hearts of 20 plus veterans every single day. And that's what I believed. And so I was sitting in my closet and my pistol in my hand. I put my family pictures on the floor and, and I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. And I had my, uh, you know, I put my pistol to my head and in my mouth and I'm trying to build up the courage to do this. And, uh, and I realized that the person I would find me would be my son, Hunter, who the one who deployed to Afghanistan right now, because he had the only key to my apartment. And that kind of delayed me. And then, uh, in one of these moments that I was doing this, my wife knocked on my door and, and, uh, confronted me. She didn't know what I was doing, but she she asked me this question that just radically impacted my life. She asked me how I could do everything I did in the military to become a force recon marine, which is very difficult, sure. and uh, all the training uh, that we do in the military, the deployments to Afghanistan, and then seeing me compete as an athlete, as a professional fighter, like cut weight and all the discipline it takes to do these things. She's like, how could you do all of that? And when it comes to your family, you'll quit. And uh, that question for me... You know, it just, it just challenged me, right? And yeah. I, I mean, there's no more probably soul-cutting word for me than to be called a quitter. And uh, and she was absolutely right. I quit on – I've been successful professional things in my life, in the military and as an athlete. But when it came to the most important things, being a husband, being a father, being a you know, this young, guy, young 17-year-old kid that got a chance to go in the military and escape a really rough childhood and have the second chance at life. I even quit on my own health and my own will to live. And when she said that to me, I made a decision at that moment that I was going to turn things around and – and, and I did. And you obviously and, uh, have. Yeah, yeah I did. Great. But it wasn't without the help of uh, some very amazing people that stepped into my life and helped me get on the other side of this and introduced me to uh, the faith that I have today and uh, a restoration in my, my family, finding hope for the first time, and ultimately finding my purpose, which was to share what I discovered with so many others that are facing the same things that I faced. And that's through Mighty Oaks Foundation. So now you, uh, Mr. Big Shot... Uh, not only uh, you know you're uh, you've uh, you've hit the octagon and you were world class there and you've hit the military and you're world class there. Now you're going to be a big shot movie star. I don't think they're going to let me play in a movie. <laughs> you're not going to play yourself. No, no, I think they can have Kevin Hart play me. What? Is- <laughs> like, same. same <laughs> That's really funny. He'd be perfect. So what? Uh, what's the idea behind the film? What are you doing? Well, you know, we've re- I've written several books uh, and a book in Unfair Advantage uh, really uh, captures my life story. And um, in, the, in the I Am Second video, have you seen the video of, of my testimony on I yeah, Am yeah. Second? Uh, that, that made its way to uh, some film producers at, at Liberty University. And they uh, asked about to pitch my life story to some folks in Hollywood. And uh, crazy enough, they were actually interested. And they uh, wrote a script um, by a guy named Grant Thompson, who Grant Thompson wrote 
uh, McFarlane USA. If you've seen that movie, with Kevin uh, uh, Kevin Costner played in that movie, and so they wrote a script, and uh, and now they're it's uh, being produced. So a film life story films being produced. Nice and uh, terrifying. It's exciting <laughs> but terrifying. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, we were able to maintain a lot of control, but I really trust the folks. Uh, we got one of the producers actually here with me today, Nate Bobbitt from LD Entertainment. They've made some great films. They did I Can Only Imagine, Risen. Uh, they did Zookeeper's Wife, The Gray. They made some so you, Jackie. They made yeah, some great so films. you're a good company. Yeah, so I trust. The, I really trust the guys there. Uh, I believe that script is written with some authenticity to my story, but most importantly, and this I was hope the, it's got a little bit of cash so we can do some backstories and. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, do some of that in the film that sometimes some movies aren't able to do if they don't have enough cash. Uh, no, I think I think it's very well funded. Good, and uh, and I mean I could tell by the the casting they were going after some A list actors and I mean they haven't come yeah. to me. Jeff, yeah, so I'm saying uh, you know I mean I'm willing to play if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you can jump in there, man. <laughs> the, you know one of the reason one of the reasons I decided to do it and General Boykin was a big part in that because I was I, my initial my initial reaction was no I. I you're not doing it. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I couldn't. I just didn't want to. You know, you don't want to. It's not about me. And I say that like really humbly. It wasn't. I didn't want it to be about me. And uh, and so I called General Boykin. And General Boykin's been a mentor to me. And he's on a board at Mighty Oaks. And he he was you know featured in the film yeah. Black Hawk Down. And so I called him and uh, and he gave me a, like the perfect answer. He said that's pretty arrogant of you to even consider this because uh, this film isn't about you. <laughs> this is this isn't there your you story. Go. It's it's God's story. And the only thing you have. To, is a responsibility to make sure it's told right. And, uh, and this, you go out, you know, go out and speak and try to reach veterans and share my story and talk about mighty Oaks and get folks to our program. He's like, this is an opportunity to reach warriors and get them in the pro into the program. And so I took his right. advice. And one of the things I got in a, in a contractually in the agreement was at the end of the movie, they'll be able to point, uh, warriors who are watching the movie to mighty Oaks and the programs to get help and encourage, uh, those who are struggling to get help. And so. so that's that's the motivation yeah. that I have. I think the movie is going to be well done and it'll be uh, really neat to see. Uh, again, I'm a little terrified by it. And so, <laughs> is my, so is my wife. I'm looking but forward to it. I'm looking, what I'm most looking forward to is uh, is seeing uh, warriors reached that are, you know, throughout our country who have served our country and is in need of, uh, in need of uh, the solution to this problem. So if you're listening to this podcast and you uh, know someone or are someone who needs help, yeah. uh, how do they get a hold of you? Well, mightyoaksprograms.org is the website. Uh, we have a pretty easy application. Right when you get to the homepage of mightyoaksprograms.org, there's a button uh, on the left-hand side that says apply. And for those who aren't veterans and want to support that cause, there's a button on the top right-hand side that says donate. And I take, we have, we've never had a, a warrior pay for our program. Uh, it costs about $2,500 to come through. And we've had, uh, ironically, about 2,500 graduates from our program. And on top That's of that, we've, I've spoken to about 150,000 active duty troops on resiliency at bases around the world. And so all of our programs are free, including travel. So if you're a warrior interested, that doesn't cost you anything. And uh, we'll bring you out to one of our four amazing ranches. Going to feed you good, make you fat, uh, do some fun activities. But the most important thing is we're going to challenge you uh, and give you some tools to be able to move forward despite what you have been through in the past. That's fantastic. So, yeah. All right, Chad, we've been in the break room long enough. Get out of my break. It's good to see you. All right, great good to, to see you again. We'll All right, do, take we'll care. The, we'll do the restroom next time. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I know we hung out in the break room with Chad for uh, quite a while, and uh, we just hung out with Chad. Listen, I, he was wandering around the building. He does some great things with his project, so I wanted to talk to him for a little bit. And, you know, look, there's plenty of people that need help, and if you need help, get it. It's just that simple. You're not weak because you need help. Get the help you need. Now let's get back to the real stories. I mean, the church is still burning. The church is almost down to the ground I mean, I, I didn't think about... Uh, they've got we can't all, make fun of this. We can't... What do you mean? I'm not People making fun of it. People on social media I'm not making me. fun of it. But they tell me I can't make fun of it. I'm not. How dare you make fun of it? What do you mean you're making fun of it? I mean, you stated a fact in your, your first tweet, right? Read your first tweet. You, I mean, you stated a fact. That's not making fun. Plus, now we've got uh, the fire people and rescue people are trying to get the artwork out. The scaffolding is folding. Spires are falling off. I mean, the it's going to be millions of dollars worth of damages. I mean, hopefully the frame will still be there so you can just start again. Yeah, so I put, I don't think that's how you choose a new pope. Asking a question. You're right, Chris. That's not how you choose it. It's not the correct smile. I don't know what's wrong with that. 
Donald Trump said, hey, dump some buckets of water from airplanes Which I'm it. like, hello, what do you think of that? I mean, I think that should be happening already. A helicopter should be flying over and dropping buckets of water on that bad boy The little boy thing already. just fell down. That's really sad. I know. That's really sad. I know. So I'm just, you know, there's nothing to make. We're not making fun of it. We're just giving you some live reporting during the during the podcast today as we record it. The church is, that's going to be news everywhere. I mean, Notre Dame is going down. Uh, quote from a Notre Dame spokesman uh, the entire church is burning down the whole thing is burning entire thing is burning down whole thing is burning see okay alright alright in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Ghost <laughs> it's funny cause uh one person put here to all the people that telling me that, you know, it's in poor taste. He goes, Dan Harry writes, hi, I'm a Roman Catholic here. God gave us the ability to laugh, to deal with the harsh aspects of life. Also, in the past, there were popes and anti-popes based on France. So it's funny. It's better to laugh than to break down in tears. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> wow. I mean, can we not even tell a joke anymore? I guess not. You know, there's a girl... A Vermont girl that is mad at Saturday Night Live for telling a joke. Now, for I know you're going to say to yourself, "Wait, Saturday Night Live told a joke?" I know that's rare. It is, and these days it is. That's for sure. Was it a Trump joke? But uh, no. Oh my gosh! I know it was a joke. Joke. So a chicken named Granite Heart is learning to walk with a custom wheelchair. Now I know. I know you're going to ask yourself, "Wait." Why did the chicken cross the street? To get to the wheelchair, but it couldn't walk. Well, how could it get across the road? Anyway, this is what happens when the chicken tried to cross the road. Right? Thank got, you. Got run down. So anyway, uh, the uh, weekend update uh, said apparently in their weekend update on SNL that why don't they just eat the chicken? Duh. That chicken should have been eaten a long time ago, man. So a little 10-year-old uh, Laura Wood of oh, Underhill, Vermont. Uh, she knows the segment was meant to be a joke. Do ya? And then from Vermont, from Bernie Sanders But State. says, what if it was a dog? Okay. It's not a dog. It's a chicken. We here in America think it's okay to eat chickens. We frown upon eating dogs. However, when we get hungry enough, and if we've fed our dogs the right dog food, it will be time to eat. Eat the dogs too. Why? Thank you. Why? Because we're human. We're at the top. Animals, bottom. Sure, we like some of them. Of course. Sure, we do. And we, we decide, you know what? I like those. We're not going to eat those. But if it comes down to me, boy, I'm really hungry and there is no food. Fido's going down. Okay. It's just that simple. And I speaking of eating food, uh, I don't know why this doesn't happen in a city that I live in, but residents in a neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi, are confused because bowls of mashed potatoes are showing up everywhere. Uh, apparently, uh, they're showing up on their cars, on their porches, on their mailboxes. Bowls of mashed potatoes. Wait, what? I know. Okay, so resident Jordan Lewis uh, said, "Hey, uh, look, I know our neighborhood is quirky. We we decorate road signs. Quirky. <laughs> we decorate road signs and we put Christmas trees in potholes. But you know, we just don't know what the kind of prank it is when people are leaving bowls of mashed potatoes around. This is you eat it. Th thank you. There's there's no." pranking you just you some see. people are thinking maybe the mashed potatoes were poisoned to kill animals why don't you eat it and find out and i'm sorry if you use mashed potatoes to kill animals you're doing it wrong it's either ham or peanut butter yeah animals are not going to eat no. them. animals are like those are mashed potatoes no that's human food. that's bougie yes yeah yes so i don't know why the, i don't know what kind of joke is leaving around bowls of mashed potatoes but we need to make a travel trip they, or the potatoes need to make a travel trip to my neighborhood no problem i'll let you know if they're poisoned no, that those aren't good. Okay, don't eat them. Oh, but, how did Jeffy die? Well, yeah. a mashed potato bowl came to his Someone door. Someone dropped off mashed potatoes around the neighborhood. <laughs> wow. Why do I not have one of these devices on my automobile? License plate flipper. 
Think about it. Why do I not have a license plate flipper? Now, sure. Sure, they're illegal in the state of Texas. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, sure they are. But I can still buy them from licenseplateflipper.com, or actually the website is, uh, uh, yeah, licenseplateflipper.com. Oh, so if I could buy it legally, I could use it. Hey, uh, oh. just a disclaimer from uh, licenseflipper.com. Oh, uh, I license, hate those disclaimers. Licenseplateflipper.com on the homepage. Uh, improper installation of the product may result in car damage. Uh, when purchasing our product, you take full responsibility for all liabilities associated with the use or misuse of our product. <laughs> Check your local laws and regulations before using this product. The product is great for use in car shows, advertisements, or as a novelty, vanity, and many more purposeful uses. We discourage the use of our products to avoid red light camera, beating red light cameras, or avoiding toll booths or toll cameras. Which is what the Texas driver was doing. He owed about uh, almost $6,000 wow. worth of, almost $5,473 worth of tolls. Now, this guy had already been down 5000 They already told him, look, you can't take toll rolls anymore. All right. They didn't even bust him on this. They I'm just sorry. Said, look, you can't tell me I cannot be on the toll roads. Yeah, they can. Can yeah, they? Yeah, pay your bill. Pay your bill. If we catch you on the toll roads again, you're going down. I mean, that, they just bomb you. You just you just die. Texas sends out the helicopters. You think they're waiting for helicopters on the church in France? No. Texas just sends out. Right. <laughs> that's all. Texas. That's all they do. Yeah, we just got word. Uh, we find another car driving on the toll road, but uh, not supposed to be driving on the toll road. He owes us money. Uh, we're gonna catch up on this. The white Toyota Camry doing about 75 right now, heading eastbound on toll road 185. I'm going to go ahead and drop a rock on him. Okay, we don't have the white camera to worry about anymore. Uh, we're going to need to send the cleanup crew. Traffic's going to start backing up real, real soon. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're going st- to That's what we're going to start doing in Texas, man. So dropping rocks on him, man, or shooting them. You know, the rock drops and then the gun goes off. Either way. So this guy owes... <laughs> He was told he was owed over fifty four hundred dollars on toll roads. I mean, that's doing some distance now. But yeah, the they're, toll, like, they're but, like fifteen cents, seventeen. No, cents, see, that's where you're mistaken. Cents. No, my friend, eh, they're a little bit more than that. Plus, where are you going? The new toll road, the new toll automatic withdrawal, forty bucks. Did you see that? Yes, they just changed that. It From was 20, twenty. It was now 20. all of a sudden it's like it's forty. That's why I don't know, but I don't like it. That it is says very, one thing. Yes, it says one thing. I like. I'm okay with you know having the twenty. And now yeah. until the next thing you know, 40, that means prices are going up. That's what that means. The, really? That's what yes. that means? That means prices are going up. That's what that means. So anyway, there's a license plate flipper. Why I do not have this on my car? I don't know. Because you go to jail the first time you use it. Boop, boop. They got to catch you. So this guy, they got caught and said, hey, you can't drive on the toll roads anymore. So then he gets pulled over. And the, well, I mean, the cop just notices. Is that a license plate flipper you've got in your car? Well, they're pretty noticeable because yeah. they're yes, they're they're. You can see that that is not a normal license, license plate, plate yeah. holder. Yeah, you can't. You know, actually, they're not it. that. You know, uh, incognito like James Bond used What's to that have. On the his? back of your car, I don't know. It's okay that way, officer. Uh, let's get your hands off the back of my license plate. Open up the trunk. Let's see this thing, bad boy. No thanks. Uh, my trunk stuck. Been trunk been stuck for I don't know two years now. Since I bought it. Yeah, I can't. Wish I could for you, sir, but I can't. I'm just going to go now, okay? No, no problem. Make it easy. So the thing is, all right, so it really isn't that big of a fine, right? Okay, so first violation for a license plate flipper, 500 bucks. Repeat offender gets a Class B misdemeanor, which can carry up to $2,000 penalties, and 180 days behind bars. Come on. See, I think once you get a Class... B, B misdemeanor. You cannot carry a concealed weapon. I think it's one of those. I remember that from class. So it's like, is it really worth it? Hey, what does that have to do with my license plate flipper? Yeah, but but because you got a misdemeanor in there. Uh, so you lose your. Yeah. But a class B. Yeah. Does that mean that it's a way for them to take away my weapon? License plate flippers. I love the, even in the story. Maybe illegal, but they're readily available to purchase online. They're like 130 bucks. But they're good for car shows and everything else, according to the website. I want one bad. I want one just to have one. So when the officer starts walking up to your car, you just flip it. Well, here's the thing. You flip it to another license plate, and then you'll be good. Yeah, you don't just make it disappear. Yeah, you don't just make it disappear. Right. But you're not good. See, that's the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing, because then they take a picture of it. 
and the car, you're going to have to hope that the license plate that you took, or I'm sorry, that you found, that you flipped to, is for the same type of car that's yours, right? Just get a paper plate. Just pay. Here's here's an idea. Pay for your tolls or don't take the toll road. It's just a thought on my part, okay? Just a thought. I love this story from Friday. Uh, that Michael Avenatti, the former attorney for Stormy Daniels and uh, Mr. Hater of Donald Trump, and was on television forever, over and over. 36 counts. 36 counts that he gets uh, that he gets charged with. Amazing. Amazing. Of what? 36 counts of what? Okay, so including one of the charges is embezzling from a paraplegic. So I'm going to go down the rest of the charges, and then we'll get back to the paraplegic, which makes it just sound worse, right? It just makes it, it does make it sad. Is, it, is there something worse than embezzling from a paraplegic? I guess. Now, he says, look, any claim that any monies due clients are mishandled is nonsense. A bogus nonsense, to be exact. By the way, uh, way of example, there are many, uh, here's a document signed less than a month ago attesting to my ethics, and he's claiming that he's not guilty. He's going to fight all these charges. That's it. So he got 19 tax-related charges, accusations he has not filed personal income tax returns since 2010, didn't file some tax returns for his two law firms. He's also accused of failing to pay more than $3 million in payroll taxes while he was the owner of Global Baristas U.S. LLC, which operated Telly's Coffee. Uh, He allegedly attempted to obstruct the IRS efforts to collect the taxes by lying and directing funds from credit card transactions at Telly's Coffee Shops to new bank accounts. Uh, the two bank fraud charges against Avenatti alleged he secured bank loans by submitting tax returns that he had never been filed and by claiming that the uh, Egan Avenatti law firm had $508,200 in operating account when it only had little more than $43,000. He's also charged with four counts of bankruptcy fraud for allegedly failing to report all of Egan Avenatti's accounts receivable under penalty of perjury and falsely testifying under oath during a bankruptcy hearing by denying the firm had received more than $1.3 million in fees. I mean, this guy is doomed. Good luck. I have a. Uh, I Good luck, think, God bless. I think now, Michael Venati needs to call these people. I don't know, but I think. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS uh, left no you, room for Jake uh, to breathe. He owed a little bit more than 92 grand. Okay, but still. But did they put a lien on his account? <laughs> yes, they did. He needed help. Now, with his. Uh, with his my, <laughs> it makes it so, sound so bad. With his, uh, with his embezzling from a paraplegic. His embezzling from a paraplegic. I mean, his embezzling from a paraplegic. Something. Something. Maybe the law and order claim something. Maybe. It's just a paraplegic. Like, what more do you want? You want so, me to treat this person differently? So what happened was, what they're claiming has happened is that he Allege. was. Correct. Allegedly. Okay, so this is still going on, uh, is that the paraplegic got a settlement, got a deal, right? And all that money went into an account that was overseen by Michael. And so Michael didn't give him any of it. And the guy, the, the paraplegic would come to Michael going, hey, man, I need some money. I got to pay rent. I got to do this. So Michael would give him like a couple thousand. Here you go. I can't, I can't get That's the, smart. I can't get the rest of it right now. I can't. It's tied up. One thing, I didn't get the full account. They've got it shipped here. But here, here's just a couple thousand. Go take care of yourself. Do, here's what you need. But I can't get the rest of it. And he just kept doling it out like that every time the guy came around begging for money. So he had the, he had, it was a lot of money that he had stashed. <laughs> just sounds so bad embezzling from a paraplegic you know what embezzling is bad too uh whether you're a paraplegic or not it's just it's just can we just go with that let's go with that also over the weekend elon musk warns us that ai could create an immortal dictator from which we could never escape elon go back on joe rogan man all right take it easy need that doobie we'll be all right fire it up because didn't he see it? Thank you. You know, AI could create an immortal dictator. This stuff's really good. An immortal dictator who wish we could ever escape. I'm telling you, man.
Hold it. Hold it. I just think that. Oh, man. I haven't been this high in a long time. I just think we couldn't trust the computer. That's all. You got some chips or anything? So, okay, so I'm worried about AI, but then I read where uh, scientists in southern China have reported that they've uh, tried to narrow the evolutionary gap by creating several transgenic monkeys. Yeah, I know. So what they're doing is they're modifying the monkeys. That's all, just modifying them. Don't worry about it. That's all. Uh, they're just putting human human brains uh, into the monkeys. What could possibly go wrong? Have we not seen the documentaries? Have we not seen what happens? Planets of the Apes. Thank you. And I mean, even from the very beginning to the end of the Planet of the Apes, I mean, you see what happens. It's just time to maybe... Take it easy, Chinese scientists. I don't know how you stop them. I don't know what you do. But I don't think that we want... Is that a monkey? I am not a monkey. You don't want to when the monkeys start talking. And get your hands off of me, you filthy ape. I mean, we're doomed, right? We're doomed. We're doomed. Hey, happy Monday. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to rate. Be sure to review. And we'll be good. Just subscribe to the podcast. On Mondays, you get two. You're welcome. Uh, We just started today with a new part of my talking series, which I teased a little bit. But we got Talking Thrones today with uh, Jason Buttrell and uh, Amber Fisher. Yeah, I know my wife. I let her in. I let her in. She just showed up. When was the last time you did this? I'm sorry? When was the last time you did this? Did you what? let your wife be on the podcast or a radio show? It's been a while. Yeah, quite a while. We did a Valentine's Day thing a while ago, and then uh, we did a couple. Of, she's been on. I mean, she's fine. She's great. And I don't know what you're trying to allude to, Chris. But uh, subscribe and go ahead. Just and Here's what you do. All right. I know that you're busy and everything, but just when you have to rate and review, just rate it 20 stars and review it best podcast ever. And then when you're done with that, you just want to share it with your friends and they don't even have to be with your friends that you share it. Just share it. Just click share and first name that pops up in your email address. Thinking of you send off the podcast. That'd be great. But I really do need your subscriptions because, uh, well, I need them. Okay. I need your help. Need the subscriptions. Plus, the, your new segment, Talking Series, sounds like a fantastic idea. I, I know. Talking Thrones. I know. It's exciting, man. I could, t- I could talk. We talked for a good 30, 35 minutes or so this morning, reviewing last night. It was great. I, we've got another. I, this season's going to be tremendous. Uh, it was really good. And for those of you that haven't watched any of the any of Game of Thrones, I mean, you just listen. You can have spoilers, whatever. It's it's well worth it. It's so good. If you want to get caught up, binge it. I mean, there's only seven seasons. Only seven seasons. Get over yourselves. You can get through. That's that. That's a lot. You can get through that in a couple. What a week? No, a couple weeks anyway. Yeah, yeah, maybe three. I mean, I, I think I got. I'm trying to think how long. I mean, it took me a while to get through them because I, I mean, I didn't watch anything else, and it was a couple of weeks for sure. I mean, I binged them hard, and then my wife decided to binge them, so I got to. I, I sat through and watched some so of the other back, favorite yeah. episodes as yeah. she was watching it. Yeah, because last oh, time this I, is a good episode. I sat down and watched it again because I think I stopped by season three, but I think I have to start over from the beginning to remember the characters. It's really it's worth it. Yeah, because like I I think I remember season three something about a wall. And Donald Trump being president. Yeah, stop it. talking. Well, there's stop that. Just stop. Stop talking. I mean, it. don't even. You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing other people that watch the show. I don't want you to do that to yourself. Isn't that guy did named I, Snow White? Is, is there? A, is there not? I think someone's named Snow White. Okay, here. I, mean, I need to rephrase what I. Turn your microphone off. That way you can continue to talk, but we don't have to hear it. See how that works. 